Hey, this week, Melissa and I are taking the deep dive on the 1989 underwater horror film Leviathan, which is basically the alien slash the thing crossover we uh, always kind of sort of dreamed of. I don't know. I love this film, uh, but I'm probably biased, as we discuss. Um, yeah, we have a great time talking about it. It's a great movie. Mostly great. <laughs> Again, I got some bias. Melissa kind of levels me out, though. We have a great conversation and a super fun episode. Um, we also discuss a few other movies. Actually, only... Oh, I never finished this. <laughs> My notes are wrong. Wow, surprise, surprise. This is right on par for this episode. This is a f- this is kind of a phone-it-in episode. So much shit happened. I had to edit the fuck out of this episode. Um, but anyway, whatever, at any rate. Uh, uh, Melissa talks about Baby Oopsie from 2021. I discuss... I'm going to have to pull this shit up now. I discuss... Um, what was it called? <laughs> I'm not redoing this. This is what you're getting for the intro. Um, I discuss, uh, what the fuck was it called? I'm pulling up the prey from, oh, just in time. I was just about to pause it. This is the worst intro ever. Uh, uh we constantly forget how to do the show. We've been doing this for a year and a half, which I th- think is actually the end of the episode. Um, I discussed the prey from 1983 and I also discuss deep star six from 1989, just to go along with Leviathan. Uh, it was a string of underwater horror movies from 1989, um, but anyway, yeah, this was a fun episode. It was it was a little kind of a phone in episode, so new listeners, please be gentle. Um, this isn't really a typical Forsaken Cinema episode, but I dare say it's still a lot of fun, and we had a lot of fun, and we hope you have a lot of fun. This is Forsaken Cinema, episode 65. <laughs> you weren't pointing at Mike. I, but someone has to be the bartender. Mike, where's the bartender? Where's the barkeep? Melissa barkeep. and Mike have a fabulous new bar Ooh. that they boldly put in their dining room, which is ballin' right? instead of this their basement. Great. I'm so happy. That's what Mike said. <laughs> Mike was like, "There's no way like anyone's gonna let their husband do this," and I was like, no. "Well, I don't care." <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's fucking badass. Yeah, my dad had a bar in the basement i think i might be just as excited and happy as you guys but his was only the front too we have like this whole back i know it's like a real deal bar we fancy you fancy hey hello everyone and welcome to our (laughs) show i am your host chuck and i'm your horror co-host mel what did you say oh scram (laughs) because we need we need you to tend bar what happens if my beer runs out where are you going no stars (laughs) no stars (laughs) would not recommend uh i said my host thing yeah i said mine too oh, you I, did? Think, I don't know i don't think you did well i'm your horror co-host mel maybe you did again yeah, we don't know how to do this show it's been a year and a fucking half and we still don't know that's, how to run that's this the show. charm that's the that's charm that's the charm that's why you yeah. keep coming back what are they gonna fuck up this week yeah. uh this is the weekly horror movie podcast in which melissa and i discuss horror movies from all subgenres, countries eras universes yeah galaxies galaxies directors producers <laughs> actors i gotta figure wow. out where i'm gonna cut that off you should probably cut it off now yep i should cut it off my my pee pee <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter to me 
This show has like <laughs> progressively gotten more immature over the last <laughs> few months. My pee pee poopy. They saw my pee pee. <laughs> All right, well, how was your week? What did you watch? Well, In thanks that for order. asking. My week was uneventful. You've got a fucking bar. <laughs> yeah, and we put it in by ourselves, and that shit was not easy. Yeah, um, you're talking about. You were like she hulking some stuff up yeah. there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Got muscles. You got muscles? No. <laughs> you got muscles, bro? It was hard. You even lift, bro? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, besides that, uneventful. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you. I will tell you what I've read. I mean, watched. I'll I tell you what so. I read later. Yeah, tell us later. Anyways. We, I didn't we don't want to hear about that until later. I did not watch that much. I don't okay. know what happened this week. But You're slacker. That's okay. You're too focused what on I did your watch. bar and drinking and uh, yeah. revelry. The sad news is I don't actually have any alcohol for the bar yet. It's yeah, actually no. empty. I had that's my beer up there. Not anymore. Oh, it belongs to the bar. <laughs> Your beer belongs to the bar now. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? This is now you have to pay for it. Oh man, I have to pay for the beer I already bought. Damn it! And we're raising the prices because it's per bottle. That's true. Damn it! Paid thirteen dollars for that six pack, and now it's gonna Ooh. end up costing me what? It's definitely six dollars. What's six times now? six? Seventy. <laughs> no, it's math is hard. Math hard. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, thank you. I watched <laughs> Baby Oopsie. Baby Oopsie. It's a 2021 brand new movie. Actually, it's part one of Baby Oopsie because okay. they're doing it in parts. It's from Full Moon. Uh, it's a Full Moon feature. I don't know if you know about Full yeah, Moon. Yeah, yeah. Like the super low budget indie horror company yep. that has like a lot of cheesy. They have like a whole demonic toys movie line. Mm-hmm. So. I am familiar with it. Baby Oopsie is about Sybil Pittman is a meek and mild-mannered doll collector whose only joy in life is restoring old dolls. Harassed by local kids, co-workers, and her abusive stepmother, Sybil finds her demoralizing life takes a murderous turn with the arrival of the mysterious Baby Oopsie doll. <laughs> so this movie is only under an hour and has surprisingly good ratings for a movie with that promise. You would think not good, but it is a... Uh, Lots of fun. I'm going to be honest. Written and directed <laughs> you don't by. You sound very enthusiastic I'm about a little, that. It's Monday. I'm tired. Written and directed by William Butler, who did all pretty much all the other. Oh man, look at this baby. Full moon features. <laughs> he did Ginger Dead Man three yes. and all the demonic toys. You know, mm-hmm. it's a bizarre, can't be violent, and very entertaining killer doll film with a winning lead performance from Higgins. She does great being just so awkward and weird. Uh, Dante says surprisingly competent and tons of fun to watch with the bros. Watch with the bros. And you know what? Dante. 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 I agree though. Okay. It was stupid fun. Okay. And the doll is definitely demonic. And I appreciate that. I would be disappointed. It does if it go wasn't. in a murdering rampage. And um you know what? It is just I just, there's nothing else you can say. This okay. movie is a lot of fun. So like and a stupid little slasher yes, fun to like watch. like killer with, doll. With your bros. And like at fr- the beginning, it's like this lady is like, you feel bad for her. And she's, you know, having a rough life because people are so mean. And she's definitely socially awkward and weird. Right. And she has this like YouTube channel or whatever where she like fixes dolls. And she has like a doll <laughs> weddings and stuff. And like, Ugh. yeah, it's very uncomfortable. And like, but you want people like the people who are picking on her and are awful to her. You, you want, want them, them to, to die. You yeah. do. You there's do. There's really nothing wrong with what she's doing. So when she gets the baby oopsie doll, and the baby oopsie does a oopsie whoopsie by killing people, <laughs> you really enjoy it. I get, okay, that sounds like fun. So grab some brews, grab some bros. Yes, grab some <laughs> dolls oh and some hoes. Some hoes. I don't know. Mine's with bros. Okay. Anyways. 
baby oopsie five stars five stars Dude, it's so dumb it's so are good. you serious i'm not lying okay 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 six five. stars holy shit <laughs> is that at five <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's definitely a good movie um i'm really stupid so don't take it seriously okay but it's it's stupid fun and short and it is short and there's another they're they're doing like small parts i think because this one's only like 40 minutes and then there's gonna be a part two which you could tell because where they end off oh like, so you're it's like, more yeah. of a mini series I don't know how many parts there will be, but okay. I'm into it. Word. And I also watched, actually, this is what took me so long because instead of being able to watch like a couple movies, I watched a series and I did it over a couple days. Uh, I watched actually Jordan Peele's uh, reimagining of The Twilight Zone. Did mm. you watch any of that? I watched the one on the plane. Oh, that's episode two. Yeah, I wasn't impressed I, and I just didn't care. I watched and it was getting both bad seasons, reviews. So. And I just, well, I, was, I don't care like, about the reviews. Yeah, but after the first, after the, watching the second one and not liking it, you didn't watch the first episode though. I said, "What was the first about episode? the comedian?" What happens to him? I don't. This is why okay. this is forever ago. He's like a stand-up comic, and he incorporates details about people he knows into his routine, unaware that every joke results in someone being erased from existence. No, I didn't watch the first one. Well, I actually thought Twilight Zone wasn't so bad. I love the original, and this is just like a nice little take on it with more modern. You know, you have like all the internet and shit. Right. So Internet I, and shit. That I pretty thought much sums the, up the world second today. season was better than the first season. So okay. like definitely not all of the episodes landed, but the majority of them I thought worked. Um, Did it get canceled? I actually have no idea. There's only two seasons, There's but it came seasons. out in like 2019. I'm so almost who knows? positive it got canceled because it just it did so poorly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's worth pretty it? standard. Mm-hmm. I don't know about worth it. It's definitely something to watch if you <laughs> well, if you like the original. I don't know. Did you watch Black Mirror? Yeah, I liked Black Mirror. Is it better or worse than Black Mirror? I don't think it's as good as Black Mirror. It's not on par. No. Some episodes, yes. Yeah, some episodes, no. That's the problem. Okay. They're not all great. Uh, but there are there, these do have the standard like Twilight Zone like mysteries and twists in the majority of the episodes that make it good. Uh, and there's like so many actors that you like recognize. Like there's always yeah. like an actor in an episode. Like there was like Steven Yen and Seth Rogen. Well, the one I watched had. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. I almost yeah. said Joel McHale. I always get them mixed up. But he's yeah, in, I think he's in another episode too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely Adam Scott. So, yeah, it's Adam Scott. And then the first episode I was going to say is the, the comedian one. I was just going to mention that. And it had like a freaking cameo from Tracy Morgan. Tracy, of course. And he's like playing this mysterious character like you're supposed to take seriously. So that one was a little hard because I'm like, no, I was, I you know, werewolf bar mitzvah. I can't. Yeah. Werewolf. I can't look at Tracy Morgan anymore. This is even before 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Every time I see Tracy Morgan, all I can think of is Brian Fellow's Safari Planet. Oh, my gosh. Was that Fellows. Matt TV? Yeah, I want to yeah. see that dog catch a frisbee. Yes. This is a miniature horse. No, it was SNL. Was it SNL? Yeah, Tracy Morgan was on was Matt TV. TV. Uh, anyways, but he has a cameo in the first episode, and it's like, oh, no, I can't take this part seriously. But I think overall it's enjoyable, and if you do need something to fill your time and you just want some mystery with some actors that you recognize so you can, you know, know the acting's good. Right. The cinematography's perfectly fine. It's Some of the stories don't land. I know some of them have like social commentary that people don't like, but again, it's Jordan Peele. So, what do you expect? Yeah, like I, well, just, I know some of the he just produced it. I know right? some. No, he wrote some of them, some directed of them. some of them. I know like some of the uh, reviews were like mad about that, but whatever. Whatever. I don't know. I thought overall enjoyable. Cool. That's it. Those are two things I watched. All right. Do you want to hear about my week and what I watched? I was getting there. 
Oh, uh, how are you? <laughs> um, what did you watch? Uh, politeness. Are you well? Uh, courteous Look at words. my bar. I have, yes, I love your bar. Um, you love my boobs. I said your Rude. bar. I did not say your boobs. <laughs> I said your bar. Um, you lost me. Made me lose my train of thought. How are you? I am. I have been better, to be honest. Oh. I told you that I fell because I'm. I'm getting old and and I'm out of shape, and I fell over my daughter. Like trying to avoid like running over my daughter, I like jumped over her to avoid falling and didn't see a coffee table in front of me. Yeah, not the one that's been there forever. And, yeah, and landed with my chest on top of it. Ouchies. Yeah, I thought I broke something, but I didn't. Uh, but yeah, pretty just much, your will to live. Pretty much destroyed my weekend, and I laid on the couch. Oh. In pain. Bummer. Yep, I'm good now though. Up and mm. moving around. It's still like wince every every once in a while, and I like get it out of my car, like wipe my ass. <laughs> so it's better though. That All was right. pretty much my weekend. Oh. I, my week was pretty uneventful too. Hey, hey, uneventful. Oh gosh, uneventful. I'm stealing your catchphrase. Mm. Um, but I did watch some cool stuff. Well, sort of cool. I will say cool to me. Probably not cool to other people. Okay. I watched a movie from 1983 wow. called The Prey. Three couples go on a camping trip in the woods of Southern California during... The, you're not going to find anything cool in those pictures if you're, <laughs> if you're looking up images. I'm just looking at what uh, it is. Go on. Three couples go on a camping trip in the woods of Southern California during the summer where a deformed man is stalking their camp. Mm. So basically, we see in the beginning of the movie, uh, uh, it was like a kid or oh. a baby or something is like left in the woods and the camp catches on fire and it, like it burns the kid but the kid survives by himself in the woods mm-hmm. for like 30 years or something pretty and standard and he's yeah. feral and like uh he starts stalking these campers in the woods mm-hmm. and he's killing campers um there's a nice older couple in the beginning of the movie that uh camp out there and he kills them cuts one of their heads off nice so that's pretty much it and then these these college-age kids come in and they're doing the whole night and 80s College kid on a college kids on a camping trip thing. Of course, thing. of course. I can't talk. Blah blah blah. Um, so I will say this about it. This is one of the most charmingly boring movies I've ever <laughs> watched. I don't even know if that makes sense, but I, I found this movie so endearing, but so incredibly boring at yeah. the same time. I just I started off this movie like. I, I started 10 minutes in. I was like, oh, my God, I can already tell this is going to be terrible and it's boring. And I just I, I got on my phone and I was like, I'm just going to play on my phone and just like check this movie off yeah. just to say that I watched it and I'll have something to talk about on the show. <laughs> um, but I start. Uh, uh, OK, so I, I, I hear I start my head turns and. I cannot speak. It's all right. It's Monday. Holy You're shit. You're me today. I'm what? You're me today. I'm you today. Yeah, basically. So I'm on my phone and then I start to hear like really terrible acting and like really, really bad dialogue. So I think I, I started perking up at this quote because they were talking and stuff and like they were the, the dudes were like talking about like how they're going to get laid <laughs> and the girls were talking about like their hair and like boys and stuff. And I hear one of the dudes tell another dude. Uh, about his um technique and he goes first you play it real cool snuggle up in the old sleeping bag 
and then slip it right to her. Wow. <laughs> and I put my phone down immediately. I was like, holy shit, that is the worst thing I have ever heard. It's and awful. From, Let me write that down. <laughs> and, and, and from then on, like, I just, I was captivated. Because when I started watching, um, I started paying more attention and I realized that there is a ton of just like stock wildlife footage, mm-hmm. like all throughout the movie. And it seriously ends up being like 40% of the movie. Like 40% of this movie is long shots of trees oh, and mountains that. and landscapes. No, it doesn't really look good. I mean, all <laughs> it all pretty much looks the same. Woodpeckers, lizards, snakes. There's a snake eating a mouse at one point for some reason. There's frogs. There's more landscape. And like there's a lot of like little bits of dialogue that mm-hmm. are going on while he's showing like ants crawling on a log and like like real like it felt like you're watching like national geographic yeah. at some points it's like what the fuck is this it's like the director cared like was enjoying the wildlife more than he was enjoying like making his movie like he cared more about like the birds and like the flowers than he he cared he was like he just knew oh, he just my knew. movie sucks maybe they'll like looking at this shit while all this terrible acting and shit is going on um and the more they showed, like, the more it happened, the harder I laughed each time. Like, I said, or, or around the middle of the movie, I started laughing. Like, okay, this is, this is some goofy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, why does he keep doing this? And so every time, like, after every scene, when it clipped over to something else, I started laughing. This is hilarious. And the more he did it and the longer the shots went, the more I laughed. I thought, I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck are you doing like you have these major moments where things are being discussed and talked about, and he's like, he's like showing like a centipede, like crawling <laughs> around in the dirt. Like what? Nice. Your characters are over there, man. What are you doing? It was hilarious, <laughs> and it's serious. Like I said, it's so boring that it's not boring. I guess. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just desensitized to like these, these really slow moving '80s movies because I, I had a blast watching this, and I, I, I it's like I said. I don't know if that makes any sense. It's so boring that it's not boring. I guess that's a different take on the it's so bad, it's good. But it was also really, really bad. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, they get to the camp. And I thought this was kind of a move. They don't. There's no alcohol for a while. There's, there's zero alcohol. I'm like, what? This is an 80s movie about college kids mm-hmm. going camping. And they don't have any alcohol. Then after a while, they bust out. I guess it's weed. They never really show it as weed, mm-hmm. but they start smoking and they jazz start cigarettes. Yeah, it's just jazz cigarettes. They start smoking and they get all giggly and like, I was like, yeah, they're definitely smoking mm-hmm. weed and they all get high. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's kind of the move when you're camping, right? Smoking while you're camping is the decision because like camping's like hard mm-hmm. and like you're doing shit yeah and you're outside sounds awful and then you get drunk and then the next night the next morning you got a hangover you gotta do all that work and shit mm-hmm. i think smoking weed on a camping trip would be a lot more fun than drinking. i mean i remember i've only ever drank on camping trips remember when we went to heiner yeah like the next day after we drank that night oh it was we would, rough. It was and we hot. always had like, but we would do this day drinking and then take oh, yeah, naps right. and then drink later. <laughs> right. So we were in our 20s. <laughs> we were not very kind to ourselves. <laughs> but I remember after that, we got there like late at night and we went to sleep. And then we woke up the next morning, we drank mm-hmm. and then we fell asleep or I did. And then we woke up again and we drank some more. And I remember that next morning mm-hmm. being hell. Yeah. Like I remember being yeah. so hungover. And just outside, yeah, and, and like having to walk around and, and being hot, I would have so much rather smoked smoked weed. Yeah, I agree. 
But that's when they told us don't mix the green and the gold. Oh, well, I didn't do that. <laughs> that was uh, two other people. There's puking out. Oh my gosh. What was that? Somebody said something about a bear puking in the woods. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't. Yeah. Something about a bear shitting and I don't know. I, I don't remember. There's some <laughs> weird conversations that happened that night. Anyway, I dug these kids. I think that's the move. And that's the move. Good job, boys and girls. Uh, here's some. Wait, of the did he get in the sleeping bag and give it oh, to her? Oh, right. He. I forgot to finish that. He did. Okay. Uh, but she totally shut it down. Didn't, okay, didn't so work. He did it, not it give funny. it to her. No, he did not. He tried his <laughs> move. Shut down. Uh, just like everyone told him he would be shut yeah. down in the movie. Even the people in the movie knew that he was stupid. Uh, there's a scene. This is one of the stupid scenes that made me fucking laugh. There's a scene where the kids are camping and it just clips over. Oh, no, no, no. That's the wrong one. Oh, it's, there's, two, there's two dudes that go off to pee. And this is just like bad writing, I guess. I don't know why or who would act like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're peeing on this tree <laughs> in clutter. In cr- <laughs> I am you today. Yeah. Incredibly close to one another. And the one dude goes, hey, watch my leg, you jerk. <laughs> why are they peeing so close to each other? I don't understand that. It made me laugh. Um, there's a scene where, okay, this is what I was going to say. They're, they meet this cop guy in the beginning, and he looks real weird, and he smiles like this. Like, he just has mm-hmm. this, like, oh my God. crazy-ass smile, and he's just weird looking. But he's a good guy, and he's, like, a nice guy, and he's, like, the ranger. He eventually, like, saves them or whatever, tries to. Um, but you meet him in the very beginning of the movie, and then... And he's like the ranger and stuff. And then the movie's going on and we're like 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in. The kids are camping. All of a sudden, the movie clips to this guy. The, the kids are like talking and having dialogue and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it clips to this guy just like in his shack in like his long johns uh-huh. playing the banjo. And he, it's like three minutes long of him just... And then I it, was reading the reviews. And then and it clips bit. back to the kids. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. He was like really good. And I, like... And you saying w- I wasn't good at mouth banjo? No, you're terrible. Wow. It's the worst mouth banjo I've ever heard. <laughs> also, mouth banjo sounds like a sexual act. So you're saying <laughs> I'm not good at that? I wouldn't know. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> um, but it, it does that several times. Like it clips over to this guy. Just doing stuff and like, and it's like the director was like, uh, you guys remember, you remember this guy's here, right? You guys remember this? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, we'll go back to the camping kids now. Wait, you, you guys remember this guy, right? Because he's going to show up later. He's going to be in the movie later. You guys remember? Because there he is. He's doing something. All right, now back to campers. Like, that's what it felt like the movie uh-huh. was doing. And I just, I, dude, I had such a good time watching this movie, just laughing cool, my ass cool. off. It's so fucking bad. And I loved it. Wonderful. Um, the only thing that I really wish it would have done a little bit of, the kills are pretty like benign and really disappointing. Uh, I think like the like the worst one is that dude, that old dude getting his head cut off. Mm-hmm. But they do it off screen and they just show his like headless body. Oh. Uh, a girl gets like smothered with a sleeping bag. Somebody gets like pulled off a cliff with a rope, or mm-hmm. the rope gets cut. I don't remember. The bad guy like cuts the rope while the dude's climbing. He falls to his death, and it's just boring. Like there's yeah. no there's no yeah. real stabs or kills. It's a pretty in the in the in the way of actual horror. There's mm-hmm. really not a lot going on. Um. Uh, the last twenty minutes are it gets a little intense. I won't say it's good, but it's 
we get to finally see the killer and the killer's got some cool makeup and i wish they would have shown him throughout the movie because he looks cool yeah i looked it up and that's the guy who plays lurch on the adams family movies so oh, really? that's awesome nice yeah. um but yeah the makeup was cool and i don't know why they didn't really do anything with it it wasn't amazing but i thought it was pretty cool cool um but here's how what i'll end on there is <laughs> this movie had the most unwarranted crazy ass twist at the end oh no and i'm not gonna tell you if you want to know what it is you have to watch the movie but i will tell you for me for me it for was me? it was totally worth everything okay i'll tell you off mic yes please but here i'll pause and tell you right now <laughs> so you can laugh and tell them yeah and i was just like <laughs> I, no it was so crazy <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> I don't know. Now you don't have any re- reason to watch the movie. Yeah, well, like, I wasn't going to anyways. <laughs> it was so shocking. Like, really? Oh, my goodness. This. That's what you're going to do. You kill a chick with a sleeping bag. Yeah. And, and then you is, have this, like, yeah. crazy-ass disturbing shit. I don't know. It was pretty funny. Oh, man. And uh, Yeah, and uh, like I said, a little disturbing. Indeed. Um, But anyway, I like this movie. Uh, if any of this movie sounds like fun to you and or you've been listening to our show for a while and you connect at all to some of my weird tastes in like bad movies, uh, then <laughs> I pray that you go watch this oh. on TV. <laughs> uh, and I watched one other one. I'm not really going to talk too much about this one. Um, I watched Deep Star 6 from 1989. Deep Star 6. Yes. Sean S. Cunningham. It's not like the movie we're talking about yeah that's why i'm not really going to talk about it too much because it's a carbon copy yeah actually i think that came out first no deep star six came out first yes that's what i was thinking so but leviathan is leviathan leviathan (laughs) Uh, a team of navy personnel stationed at a temporary base at the bottom of the ocean and tasked with setting up nuclear missiles discovers a huge underwater cavern which houses a giant prehistoric creature Hmm. like i said i'm not going to talk too much about it because that's very similar it's very similar to leviathan Mm -hmm. Uh, like I said, Leviathan, Leviathan is far superior. Um, but basically, in just what happens in the general like bones of the movie, like that's kind of what both of the movies are. They discover yeah. something that like tries to kill them. Um, and also, everything in this movie. This is why I'm not gonna spend too much time. Everything in this movie is like competently made. Mm-hmm. Like the acting is really good. Um, the characters are likable. Like it. It's it's shot really well. The creature design is cool. Like the monster's cool, but like nothing happens in this movie until like at least an hour. And even after that, it's it's so poorly paced that it's just kind of a blah movie for me. We don't see the monster until like the third act. Rude. The biggest threat through most of the movie is a big red dot on their radar screen that keeps fucking up their shit because mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's just like the radar, it's the, the thing's getting closer and then it bashes oh, in no. and they're like, oh no. But you never know what it is. Yeah. And you don't find out until you're like over an hour into the movie that it's some sea creature. And even then you only have like 40 minutes left. Yeah. And uh, like the monster is really cool. It's this big like crab monster and I love it. And it's got these like giant it's got a like giant three-jawed mouth that like splits open and looks really cool and it's full of teeth it looks really gnarly and i like it a lot but it's it's only in like three or four scenes yeah it's like godzilla remember the first godzilla Mm -hmm. where godzilla got a total of like something crazy like 48 or was it eight minutes of screen time for the like two hour long movie it's pretty much that. Okay, like, we usually skip that one it's hardly (laughs) yeah it's the monster is hardly in the movie and all you want to see is the monster 
it's a monster movie. Like, give us the monster. And they just don't. And most of those three or four scenes, like, you don't get a good glimpse of the monster. And it's, like, not on screen for very long. And just, this movie sucks. Um, and the gore is really cool, too. But the same thing. Like, there's, there's not nearly enough of it. Like, this dude gets bitten in half. And it is really gnarly looking. The monster comes up from, behind, mm-hmm. from beneath him and bites him in half. Oh, no. This dude dies in one of the escape pods because he doesn't decompress. And he basically implodes. And they show it. And it's also pretty cool. This dude bleeds out of mm-hmm. everywhere. Oh. And like just he is just like exploding. His veins are popping. Oh, no, and it's really gruesome. But like, where's the rest of it? Mm-hmm. Like there, that was yeah. basically it. Um, too I mean, little, too late? There's a couple spots here and there. Yeah. There's too little. Like there's nothing. There's like, there's like four spots of gore and like four scenes with the monster mm-hmm. in this almost two hour long movie. I just don't like it. It's not for me. Some people say they like it. Um, if you want to watch a movie that's actually fun, that's that's very much like Deep Star Six, I would say watch uh, Deep Rising. Okay. Because Deep Rising is very similar in tone and like feel, and there's monster. There's tons of gore and tons mm-hmm. of tentacles and monsters and shit, and it's way more fun. So Deep Star Six versus Leviathan, which one are you picking? Oh, Leviathan. Okay, just down. checking. Leviathan just beats this Deep Rising. It beats Underwater. Underwater is great though. Okay. Yeah, The Abyss. I think this movie's better than The Abyss. The Abyss isn't really horror, though, is it? Mm. It's just sci-fi. Yeah. Have you seen but The Abyss? But isn't this like just sci-fi, really? What, Deep Star 6? No, Leviathan. Uh, Leviathan's definitely horror. Am I saying it wrong? What? Leviathan. Levi- Le- Leviathan. Leviathan. I don't know. You might be. I think you say it either way. I say it however I want to say it. <clears throat> no, Leviathan's a straight-up horror movie. Mm. What? It's Wait, like, The Abyss is that other movie that came out that same year. Oh, my gosh. They're yeah. all the same. Well, The Abyss is different. The Abyss, oh, they find the, like... Yeah, yeah. It has horror elements, but it's like straight up sci-fi. Got they it. find aliens, and the aliens are good, and they just live underwater. And It's about like scientific discovery. It's not really about the horror. Leviathan, I mean, there's a giant monster that like melts you into its body. Yeah. Like, that's horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. I mostly find this movie... Poorly paced and boring, like I said. Just not into it. Um, so here, I'll end on this. Deep Star 6, more like Deep Star 86, this movie from your <laughs> watch list. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. Venice. That's all I have. Okay. There's a fly on my computer. Uh, yeah, there's this one guy in here. The fly. Oh, the one fly guy? Yeah. Ugh, I'm sorry I stuttered so much through this. <laughs> all that. My brain can't work. Won't no work. Worries. Can't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't ever work because I'm a big stupid dumb. Yep. Um. So you're gonna talk about some books? Yeah. What's my uh? Oh, Melissa's revolting reads. Are we sticking with that or your book club? Which, <laughs> which stupid title? You, you still haven't decided. <laughs> I like them both. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let me tell you about what I've read. Okay. I read Geek Love by Catherine Dunn, which is copyrighted in 1989, like the movie we uh, are t- going to talk about, and yes. also the year that I was born. Uh, youngin. Mm-hmm. So it's about a husband and wife team of carnies populate their own freak show by having the woman ingest toxic substances during pregnancy. No, this is great. One of the freaks, a boy. Wait, what? Yes, you read. You <laughs> what read that right. What a concept! Mm. Holy shit! Yes. Oh, uh, one of the freaks, a boy with flippers for limbs, okay. uh, becomes the leader of a cult. 
whose members amputate their own limbs to be more like him. And all of this is narrated with humor by one of the daughters, a hunchback albino dwarf who is secretly in love with her brother, the Flipper Boy. This sounds amazing. It was. Okay, so Catherine Dunn, she knows how to write characters. Wait, can you say the title again? What's it called? Geek Love. Geek Love. Because apparently geek was like a term for yeah, like people yeah, who worked in the yeah, carny or whatever. Yeah. So, no, Catherine Dunn, she knows how to write characters, especially these weird fucking ones, because they're some of the most memorable characters in this book. Uh, So, (laughs) it's crazy, because it's, like, the story of these, like, pretty much the Binawiski, Binawiski, you know, whatever their family name is. Binawiski? Binawiski. So, the children and their fiery demise of everything they know, it's, like, whew, a clusterfuck of craziness clusterfuck of in the most enjoyable way for me not for them all right that's that's pretty awful for them (laughs) so to quote to quote the blurb on the back cover this book throws its sulfurous light on the notion of what's normal and what's freakish not just in terms of outward appearance but in our heads as well dude to say geek love uh it's like was unsettling you're at a loss for words (laughs) like to say yeah unsettling it would be understatement just to even say actually that because it was a lot <laughs> but it was also beautiful and heartwarming in a way i really wonder this sounds right up my alley well i have it you could borrow it yeah, well because i i saw it suggested and i was like yeah i need to read this and man geek love geek love Catherine dunn what an adventure and it's like because you start to you start out and you're like okay these characters are kind of like you know lovable and they're trying their best but slowly you're starting to be like these aren't good people <laughs> and I just have to say I highly recommend this book. It is not even like completely horror because, I mean, it has horror elements, but like it's even hard to classify what this book is. It sounds like bizarro fiction. Yeah, it's wonderful. It was a great, great book. Yeah. Now, did you want to talk about a book? Oh, oh I tell me a, about a book. I read a book, guys. Yes. I read a book, everyone. I didn't write anything down, so I'll just give you the gist yeah, and just tell you if I liked it or not. That would be great. Uh, I read a book called Ararat. 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 Um, <laughs> that's probably not okay to do. Um... Yeah, so the whole premise of the book is... Well, here, I'll pull it up. Because I'm sure... He's talking about books. I am talking about books. Isn't it nice to be a part of the Boo Club? The Boo Club? Yes, it is. I just don't know how long I'll be a part of the Boo Club. (laughs) Well, who knows? Maybe next week we'll be talking about the same book. But I doubt it. You got to catch up. How many pages is it? 370? I could take care of that. Three. I read. I read this one in under a week. It's three fifty-five. I read this one in under a week. Yeah, but I'm like, gonna finish this tomorrow. I just started it yesterday. So three, three, ooh, and cool. then I'll read two books. I don't have that much time. Well, I read Doran work. Where's the synopsis? Oh, I hate when that happens. Damn it! See, I wasn't fair. I shouldn't have been doing this. Um, the f- dude, for real, no synopsis. I could tell it to you. Ready? Just go to Goodreads. Oh. Duh. There it is. <laughs> okay, I got it. This I, I know you when don't read. In new, yeah, <laughs> I have a Goodreads account, though. I started digging into it. Uh, when a newly engaged couple climbs Mount Ararat in Turkey, an avalanche forces them to seek shelter inside a massive cave that is not what happens. Uh, uncovered by the snowfall, the cave is actually an ancient... <laughs> it's okay. This is not the synopsis. That is not what happens. They go up on Mount Ararat. So this whole theory... The, guy, the author wrote the synopsis, though. Uh, well, he he must have written it early in the book because they don't stumble across a massive cave. They uh, go up there looking for it. What if 
Anyway, it doesn't it matter. It is what it is, but you don't know how to read, so you just guess. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so if you really want to know what happens in the beginning of the book, there's a climbing a climbing expedition of teams. You know, they go they take groups of like rich people up onto the mountain and they do like you know, like Mount Everest. Yeah. Which they do on Mount Ararat. It's a huge it's a huge uh mountain in Turkey. And this team goes up there and there's an earthquake and it it uncovers this cave that they believe is the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. Or not the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark, Noah's Ark. Because mm-hmm. there's this whole real theory that the Ark, Noah's Ark, is on Mount Ararat. So the author's kind of playing into that. The author is Christopher Golden. Um, so they find it and then they tell everybody about it. And this, these, two t- these two people, uh, they're actually engaged. They, they, uh, they make documentaries and they, they write books about like, their adventures and their discoveries and their climbs and stuff. So they race up there to see what it is. And it turns out to be Noah's Ark. Oh. Um, but what they find inside of it is uh, not what they expected. Yeah, animal orgy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of animals <laughs> fucking in it. They've been fucking for thousands of years. <laughs> no, everybody's dead, and they find, obviously, it's thousands of years old. Um, they find a coffin that's mm-hmm. like sealed up, and they break it open. It's sealed with bitumen, which is like a tar that like hardens. Okay. They break it open, and inside is the remains of what can Ooh. only be described as a demon. It's got horns. It looks kind of human, but it's got like sharp teeth and like long mm-hmm. claws. Um, and they find like claw marks all over the ship of like yeah. hu- like humans yeah. trying to claw their way out. And so uh, they go up there and they start the expedition. They start excavating everything. And like they bring in like uh, this dude from the National Science Foundation, mm-hmm. but he's actually not from the National Science Foundation. He's from DARPA, which is a department of... It's the department of the military or the government that comes in and assesses like new discoveries to see if they can be used as a weapon against us or for us. Yeah, I guess they couldn't put that all into initials, huh? Everything. Yeah, DARPA. There. It was like Department of the government that has secrets that yeah. <laughs> be for us or against us. Not exactly. Is <laughs> it Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency? Agency. <laughs> agency. Uh, but he has to go in undercover because people don't like it when DARPA's around, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. because it's real, real shady. Um, so he was one of the main characters. He's kind of like this badass, like, you know, adventure type guy. Um, so anyway, that happens. And the demon, it turns out the demon is like, its essence is still alive. Mm-hmm. Like its spirit is still alive. And they connect it, which was really interesting because um, I grew up as a Christian reading the Bible all the time. Mm-hmm. And they connect it with these old stories that are found in Noah, or not Noah, in Genesis about Noah. Yes. And they, where they talk about the Nephilim and like how angels, fallen angels had relationships with people. And there's a lot of people that believe that like actual physical demons were a species mm-hmm. that like roamed the earth back then. And the early world like had okay. those things. Um I mean, I don't really believe that, right. but the but the book made it pretty interesting that like, oh, they're connecting it with actual That's cool. things that happened yeah. back then, and uh, they believe that this demon snuck on the boat and that Noah, his name's not Noah. They don't know what his name. They don't was. know what his name. <laughs> they don't is. know what his name is. <laughs> um, so the demon starts possessing people, and well, that's rude. Ca- chaos ensues. Um, they should have woke him up though. He was just sleeping there. Come yeah, on, they didn't rude. know. Um, they so, didn't have to open it. So here's my take on it. I think that that synopsis is really, really cool. I really, really liked just that premise. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool idea. Um, and there were some things that I really liked about the book. I liked it gets really violent at certain points, like 
really violent. Like this, when the demon like possesses somebody, mm-hmm. they become like super strong and like super agile, and they can take any amount of pain. And like the demons like ripping people's jaws Ooh, off, and nice. tearing their throats out, and like whenever it possesses somebody, it's just like fucking shit up. Yes, all of that stuff I liked. This book was about three hundred and twenty pages long. It could have seriously been about two hundred pages. Yeah. Um, there was so much fluff in it that I got like irritated. The pace, it makes throws the pacing off in like very weird ways. Um, there were some stretches that were just boring, where it's just people digging mm-hmm. up shit yeah, and talking about stuff and how I feel about this and how this character's past is going. Which he does a good job developing characters, but he does a couple of things that irritated the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. One, there would be intense moments of action going on. And he would stop to talk about what this character was feeling inside of her at that moment and what this meant to her You're past. You're like, I don't care about and that. She, she cried out to whatever God and then mm-hmm. remembered that she didn't believe. And it like starts monologuing all this shit. Like, yeah. dude, the demon's ripping people's throats out. What are you doing? I don't care what she thinks right, right now. Right. Get to the action. He did that a couple times. They're trying to make her more relatable. I guess, but it was the wrong time. It's like, Fair. dude... There is there is crazy gore and action going on. That is not, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that's not the time to do that. Um, and there were just straight up stretches where it was just, it was just boring. Just like if he would have burned the chaff out of this book and brought it down to like two hundred pages, yeah. it would have been awesome. It doesn't even need to be a short story. There's a lot of cool stuff that happened, but like get to it, man. Like I don't give a shit. But I guess yeah, it's a good idea for a short story, though. Yeah. Um, a short story. I didn't like the events. There was a lot of events that happened that were important, but just like all of the talking, and like monologuing, mm-hmm. and like telling us every little detail about these characters. Like, and the other thing that he did was annoying was he had he felt the need to constantly remind us how cold it was. Like, it it felt like every other paragraph started with like this character felt the wind with the, <laughs> beneath their coat and they remembered the wind beneath they the felt wind. the cold yeah. soak into their bones and it, it was and cold. it was cold <laughs> i swear there was one part that i laughed out loud and i put the book, i put the book down for the night i was like i, I can't this is so annoying he was talking about one character mm-hmm. and he was like walker felt the the cold seep into his hands as he wrapped his hand around the gun and he slowly moved his fingers in and out oh it's so cold he <laughs> shuddered against the wind and it goes on to to talk about him like for a paragraph or two mm-hmm. and it's like miriam stumbled as she felt the cold seep into her i was like are you serious <laughs> like you just you just did that like i get it something different it's please. fucking cold yeah. i know you told us five senses ago that it was cold anyway it was irritating to the point where it a couple of times it made me put the book down like yeah. i can't yeah. i can't you just keep telling me so anyway Overall, uh, I'll give it like a two and a half out of five because I lo- there was enough thing. Oh, in the ending, there's a twist at the end that kind of blew my mind. And okay. I was like, holy shit, uh, it's really good. Um, and I'll give it, you know, it, it's good writing. It's just there was too much fluff and there was too many annoying little things that he did that I just wasn't into. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it wasn't bad. I'd recommend it. Just All like right. do what I did. Like you really start like about three fourths of the way through the book, you really start to understand like okay, I don't need to read this paragraph. Oh, you did like some. I don't need to read yeah. that paragraph because it, it just it's not important. You did some browsing. Yeah, the, yeah. It, it becomes sometimes. It ha- yeah, sometimes like you have to. You've you've yeah. said this so many times. I know that that Miriam has this this thing going on. Mm-hmm. I know that 
you don't have to keep telling me. Yeah, no, I get it. It's like the author thought we would forget. Yeah, there was a book I read in between the one I'm reading now and Geek Love that I'm not even talking about because I was like, that was a full-on browse book. It was just a mess. But it was good enough that like, I really liked all the stuff with the demon. They could have used more stuff with the demon Mm -hmm. too because it was such a cool ass demon. (laughs) And yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Well, thanks for joining us in (laughs) the book. The book club. All right, you want to talk about Leviathan? I don't think I'm going to talk about a book every week. It makes it, it feels like it's too long. Also, because reading is hard. Yeah, reading is hard. No, that's fine. Yeah, let's move on. All right. Leviathan. Leviathan. We here at Forsaken Cinema want to thank you for listening. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. So we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Send us a suggestion. Let us know how we're doing. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram at Forsaken Cinema. On Twitter at Cinema Forsaken. Through email, Forsaken Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. As always, you can listen to episodes of Forsaken Cinema wherever you find your podcast. While you're there, please like, subscribe, rate, and review. And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a five star review and sharing with your friends. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the episode. All right, this is a trailer for Leviathan. Oh, gotta turn this up. It was an experiment laws. It went terribly wrong. It was buried five miles down. Now, oh, I thought it was a crew of undersea like, miners is about to stumble upon this terrifying secret. Terrifying. Jack Seven, what's going on out there, Williams? My God, are you picking this up? Look at this. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Leviathan. Leviathan. Currently with a Russian fleet in the Baltic Sea. Currently, it's rusted junk, and we're looking at it. What's your air reading? Maybe if I get buzzed, I'll stop not being able to talk. Boston. That makes sense, right? No. <laughs> no. You're not allowed to get buzzed unless you're at the bar. You start an emergency medical evacuation. Uh, what is that bar for the podcast? Oh, eventually. It's already killed one man. Can we have chairs. Oh, oh to Jesus! Still here. I love to Jesus. Somebody's alive in here. What's going on? Six pack. <laughs> six pack. Oh, we're gonna talk about six pack. Oh my god! I want to know how you felt about six pack. Not, not particularly great. <laughs> not particularly, not particularly fond of six pack. Why, Melissa? <laughs> Creepy. Whatever. Boys will be boys. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> when are you coming? Right now. I say we protect ourselves. You didn't laugh at my cum joke. Oh, I wasn't listening. <laughs> what? I wasn't listening. Oh, I thought you said I wasn't interested. <laughs> also that. Leviathan. Leviathan. Yes. Love you, voiceover guy. Kiss me, marry me. <laughs> what? I don't know. I liked his voice. It's hot. Oh. It's hot. He'll talk to you, dirty. All right. Uh, go ahead and... Tickle our tentacles with that. No, synopsis. genetically alter our ear lobes, our ear holes with that synopsis. Okay, perched on the hole of a wrecked. So- <laughs> why, why did you emphasize a hole? <laughs> perched on your hole. <laughs> I do what I want. Perched on my hole. Uh, yes, on the hole of a wrecked the Soviet. F- Sorry, I can't see here. Perched Freighter. on the hole and erect. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, what did you no say? No one's gonna listen to this anymore. What did you say? Uh, Start oh. over. <laughs> <laughs> Start over. I'm trying. <laughs> Perched on the hole. 
hole of a wrecked Soviet oh, freighter. Oh, wrecked. I thought you said erect. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A team of deep sea miners led by head oceanographer Stephen Beck comes face to face with a mutant creature that's mutant. the product of a failed genetic experiment. And don't call him Becky. You said of a mutant. Mutant. <laughs> All right. Well, we both can't right, talk to you. Now the show's getting fun. All right, uh, this was directed by George P. Cosmatos. Cosmatos. I have never known Cosmatos. how to. Are you sure? No. I've heard Cosmatos. I thought it was Cosmatos. Um, he is the <laughs> father of Pan Cosmatos, right? That's his name. The director of Mandy. Sure. And Beyond the Black Rainbow. Uh, yeah, pan- Panos. Co- I'm sorry, Panos. I don't even know. It's just Pan. Panos. <laughs> yeah, I just said Pan. Panos Cosmatos. I wonder if his friends call him Pan. Probably, right? No, probably not. Probably Pan. They probably call him by his full name. They probably call him Panny. Pan- hey, Panny. <laughs> That's so stupid. If he was, if I had a friend named Panos Cosmatos, I'd be like, "Hey, Panny." If you had any friends, I don't have any friends. Um, but yeah, it's his father actually. That's uh, it's written by David Webb Peoples and Jeb Stewart. David Webb Peoples. I was like, "What Peoples?" But I got you now. You got me, fam. Yeah. All right, this stars oh. the marvelous Peter Weller. Lo- fucking love Peter Weller. It's a cast of wonderful people. Robocop, here. yeah. Yeah. Richard Crenna, Amanda Pays, Daniel Stern, Ernie Hudson, Michael Carmine, Lisa uh, Lisa Eilbiker. Al- 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 yeah, close enough. Hector Elizondo, Meg Foster, Eugene Lipinski. Uh, Meg-, Meg Foster was Miss Martin, by the way. We'll be talking about her. <laughs> Eugene Lipinski, Larry Dolgan. Pascal Druant and Steve Pellout. I really didn't need the last three. No. Winch operators. Didn't need them. Initial thoughts. I think I go first, right? You do. So tell us what you think. Uh, First of all, I apologize for all the fish people water movies that we've been watching. I know. What the frick? (laughs) Sorry. I just gravitate towards them. I love them so much. You float. You float. I float towards them. Yes. Yes. At a a steady knot. I don't even. What's you a could not, not talk <laughs> about that. God, I don't know. This show, no one's listening at this point. This episode is trash. Whatever. It is not. And it's my fault. <laughs> no, <laughs> now it's your fault. Um, but yeah, I just love them. I love, I love all of these movies except Deep Star Six. That movie's kind of boring, as I mentioned. Um, and I know this is a pretty direct rip from the Thing and mm-hmm. Alien. It's basically the Thing Alien crossover movie we yeah. never got. Um, and we're going to talk about, I'm going to go into detail. You're going to be surprised, I think, at just how similar this movie is to those. It is. No, I was noticing. It is an absolute direct rip, Mm -hmm. but I don't give a fuck. I love this movie. (laughs) I think it's super fun. Um, it's, it's gory. It's monstery. There's lots of, uh, cool special effects. Uh, lots of great body horror. A cast of delightfully colorful characters. Um, I love that there was nobody that was really like bland or boring in this movie. Yeah. They were all like really diverse and like had interesting like little. They didn't really do a good job of like developing characters. Yeah, of course. But they all had these like weird little quirky things that made them very individual. Like you had a rich doctor, you had like a a sleazy like womanizer, you had De Jesus who had like I don't know if you can call him delusions of grandeur or mm-hmm. what, but like he was he you know made puzzles and shit. You had Ernie Hudson. Uh, who was just like, well, we'll get into the characters later. But they're all like have like their course. Oh, and even like the captain, 
Becker. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like this dude that was like he was reading that like minute manager book. Like he didn't know how to lead. He was just a geologist that was just thrown in here to be the captain. Yeah. I don't know. I just I love them all and I think they're great. Um and they're just really uh, there shouldn't be any surprise from anyone that I adore this movie. Um I will say this. I guess I'll say that later, never mind. Go oh, ahead. Okay. Your initial All right, thoughts. my initial thoughts. Um, I think the movie's just fine. Shut it's, up. Think You're it's stupid. Hard to mess up, really, some of these standard stuck in a location on a mission type movies. So obviously, it's like a derivative of Alien, but oh, you know, it's sure. like Alien, the thing, even Pandorum is like you're like stuck in a location. You're, you Didn't know, think of something's going wrong. And I think this is just another standard one of those movies. It's perfectly fine, enjoyable. I didn't have a problem watching it at all. Really. Okay. Well, that's. I'll take that. I just think I think it's good, but it's just not outstanding when you compare it to all the other movies. I I don't I don't put it on par with them, but I I throw it up there with them. I just there's something about this. Maybe it's nostalgia. I saw this movie when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like when I was like uh, like preteen, like 11, 12 years old, yeah. and I saw it on like USA or something. Or I can TN- see it on TNT. that. Yeah, I can see it on that. I saw it on TV with commercials like late one night, and mm-hmm. I loved it so much. Because I was a kid, and I, just, it's probably yeah. I probably should have mentioned that. I don't there, think there's, there's anything wrong with it. There's some nostalgia here, so I'm a little biased. There's some good cheesy fun. Oh so. yeah, some great, some great cheesy fun. So those are my initial thoughts. Like enjoyable, don't really have a problem. Take but or leave not it though. A, yeah, not like a standout, okay. you know, above everything else. And like I said, now that I'm talking about it and thinking about it, I was like, yeah, you've been watching this movie for a long time. Yeah, so you're already biased. Yeah, so it is okay. If I'm gonna use my head, which one? <laughs> Really? <laughs> Are we stooping that low? I, I, <laughs> I think it. we're scraping the bottom of the barrel with this episode. Um, if I was going to use my head and rate this movie, I would be, uh, yeah, I'd probably be a little less nice to it. But if you're going to use your heart. But I don't, yeah. If I'm going to use my heart, I will watch the fuck out of this movie. I, I can watch it anytime. I, this is a comfort movie, and like, uh, it's one of the ones fair. like I'll put on, yeah. and it's just like, I just sit there and I love it. And for me, I've never actually seen it before this. I missed it. So it's kind of just one of those, yeah, like I'm cool glad i watched it but i probably am not gonna go out of my way to watch it again unless it's already on it's probably if you're going to take one of our opinions you should probably take melissa's (laughs) unless you're like me and you've seen it yeah and you've seen it yeah um okay uh spoilers ahoy hoy oh boy boy let's get into frightening facts frightening facts (laughs) all right frightening facts uh i'll do some and then you do some uh, Leviathan was first released in theaters on March 17th, 1989. It was mm-hmm. shown at 1,393 theaters, generating a box office receipt of $5,029,164 for its opening weekend. The film grossed $15,704. How much did I? I forgot to look at the budget. Uh-oh. Where is the, Here's the budget. Uh, it's estimated it cost $25 million to make. So, uh, yeah, pretty gigantic flop this movie yeah. was <laughs> huge flop um but it was the number two movie the weekend it opened probably because there was some just bullshit that came out that weekend um i don't really have too much stan winston studios is responsible for the marvelous effects and creatures um and there's a whole lot of facts that you go into about how they made it and the experiences they had mm-hmm. i think i read one thing where they uh they were shooting in italy and uh, I heard that was just like so wonderful. Yeah, they they all love shooting in Italy and there was a story about how they they would hire, you know, locals to help on the movie um because that's what you do apparently. And they were surprised at how much 
these Italian guys. They would work really hard and they had a great time working with them and stuff. Other than a little bit of like language barrier stuff. Yeah. Um, but they were they were always shocked with like, and they I guess they didn't care because it was Italy and there's like I guess not a lot of laws against it. Mm-hmm. But these dudes were constantly drinking red wine. Apparently, <laughs> they were That's constantly awesome. like kind of buzzed and like yeah. oh like at, at every lunch they'd be like hey come drink come drink with us yeah. like eat with us drink with us and they were like uh, they'd be like no. We have, we, to ha- work. we have to work and we're not allowed. They're like, what do you mean? It's not allowed. Like, this is Italy. <laughs> this is Italy. <laughs> so I thought that was fun. That's awesome. Um, mining for silver on the ocean floor and mining for any metals actually is plausible. And I think, do we do that? I forgot what I wrote. I just wrote down that it's plausible. I don't know why. Yeah. It's probably. You didn't really go into it. Okay. Yeah. It probably is. I'm not going to go into it. But it is It is a thing. Because when I heard that they were they were mining for silver. You were like, what the heck? Like on the ocean floor. I was like, really? Is that a thing? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, no. That's it a, is a thing. thing they're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you got? Okay. So, um, like you stated, this one wasn't a box office hit. Uh, and as we've talked about a couple times already on the show, there was other movies that came out at this time. So... This was one of the like several underwater monster themed feature films released during 1989 to yep. 1990s. So I talked about the first one. Deep Star 6, which was the first one, and then The Abyss 1989, Leviathan this one 1989, The Evil Below 1989, Lords of the Deep 1989, and The Rift aka, AKA Endless Descent, which came out in 1990. I think I've seen So the only Rift. The Abyss was the one that was really a box office hit apparently. Which I I don't know. I, but I'm just saying it's crazy boring. that this would have been the time for you. Oh yeah, dude! <laughs> this, I loved all of those movies. Um, yeah. yeah, I love maritime horror. It's That's one fair. of my favorite things. I just, I love it. And uh, there are a, there are very few scenes in the film that were actually shot underwater, as production went for the dry for wet look. Yes. Uh, with most of the scenes inside the shack taking place on sound stages in a tank measuring one thirty one hundred thirty feet by two hundred seventy feet. So for people who don't know, dry for wet is a film technique in which smoke. Oh, thank God, because I read this a thousand times and I was like, I don't feel like it. looking this up. It's fine. It's a film technique in which smoke, colored filters, and/or lighting effects are used to simulate a character being underwater while filming on a dry stage. They use fans and slow motion to make hair or clothing appear to float in the yeah. current so that is dry for wet because i read that that fact and i was like i don't like this saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm going to look it up because i don't want to say it and not know what it is right so that's well, thank god you did because yeah. i wasn't i didn't put any of those facts in mine okay because i was the reason i was 10 minutes late is i was like cramming all my notes in here for the frightening facts and i was like reading like furiously and finishing yeah. everything and i was i read that and i was like i don't have time to to no, wrap my I head around my what that means when i'm watching the movie oh really but um, also, i watched the movie it was all right i just waited at the bar for you okay <laughs> and the, the bar, right and the last fact is actually the actor michael carmine who played uh de, de jesus, jesus, yeah. de jesus he actually uh passed away that same year 1989 from aids oh really uh yeah and his last film yeah like shortly after his last film long time companion was completed so in that film, he actually played someone dying of AIDS, which wasn't unusual at the time. You know, the 80s. Right, yes, AIDS is so terrible. That's, yeah, he was only 30 years old. It's crazy. But I read that, like the history and all that stuff and how yeah. how like ignored it was. Yeah. It was horrifying. So anyway. upsetting. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to go but into anyways, that. Anyways, <laughs> that's a fact. Just wanted to share, you know. Yeah, way to bum us all out. Thanks. Hey. He was actually, he's going to be my favorite character. Wow. <laughs> and favorite, favorite, Caleb, favorite character, favorite quote. Um, anyway, what's to like? Tell us. Um, I can't wait for you to go first so I can be like, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right. It's hard to follow you, but it's great. Um, it makes it easier for me. 
uh, I I like a lot. I'm not gonna get sit here and go scene by scene like I said. So it's my my what's to like is kind of a hodgepodge on this one. Um, I really love like I love the score. The score is very orchestral and very mm-hmm. like classical music, and he slides some like whale noises into yeah. it sometimes, and he does a lot of cool things. There was one in particular, as in general, this is what's to like. I liked the score. But there was one, one particular part of the score that I thought was silly to the point that every time I heard it, it made me laugh. Not the opening credits, right? Yeah, the opening credits. I was like singing The that. opening credits. Here, I have them. Oh, great. <laughs> is this shit. Yes. Like, what is this? It's like Home Alone. Like, yeah. Why are you trying to add this? Like, this is a straight up horror movie, uh-huh. and you're playing this shit, like this adventure music. This and is I not. Like, no, no, this no. is not an adventure music mu- movie. And I just thought I every time I hear it, an adventure. I laugh. I think it's so funny. No, seriously. I w- like the, when I heard that in the opening cries, I was just like, boop, boop, like. I kind of got stuck in my head too. Like, well, I'm glad you noticed it too. Because I feel like that would be like in Home Alone. Yeah, it would be. be yeah, or like a Christmas movie or exactly. some, some shit. Home yeah. Alone. Yeah, <laughs> well, right. Home Alone. Um. So yeah, oh, I man. love the score, but that always every time I watch this and I hear that music, I'm like, why the fuck? What What made you choose? And because that was like what they opened with, and I was like, this is gonna be good. This is a <laughs> This is a dark. Uh, you know, it can be kind of scary at times. Movie with some like grotesque body horror in it yeah and like a crazy monster and like but hey we're going on an adventure you're playing this shit uh makes me laugh it actually adds like a charm to the movie too Mm -hmm. that it just like whatever it's it's cool um the six-pack bridget body meld monster looked amazing and i loved it what it's, I've also seen the thing, so right. I still think this. But I think cool. it's a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a really cool design. Yes, we'll we'll get to that. I, I mean, have I wrote a, down that I like that part. A I lot. have a very detailed a very uh, analysis oh, breakdown no. of the Not movie. Not one of these. Yeah, I really paid attention. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool. It's one of my favorite things in the movie. It's one of my favorite. Stan Winston, like I said, mm-hmm. is amazing and super prolific. But he made this really cool thing, and I'm. And I like it, and it's something that I do like, but I, I wanted to see more of that thing. I, agree. I wanted to see more of it, like, mutating. Yeah, you and don't I wanted really to get see, it, like, uh, yeah. till later, too. I want to see more of the stages of the monster, because the special effects are so amazing, and that looks so amazing, but we only yeah. get, we get that one look at it when we first see it, mm-hmm. when they go in and they're like, oh my god, and then they zip it up, and then it kind of breaks out of the bag, yeah. and you see it a little bit more. A little bit. I wanted to see it, like, And then you get, like, an know. end result, but... Yeah. Mm. I liked it, but I would have liked more. I'm going to agree with you there. Um, uh, da, 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 da. I'm going to do that for a favorite kill. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lot. I actually have way more what's not to like than what's to like. But it's just... it's What? Well, it's one of those things where like the stuff that's not to like is really just questions and decisions that were made that ultimately make me like the movie, but they're also mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is going on? Um... I like how, I like how other than like, okay, so there's that there's that kill where Ernie Hudson uh, De Jesus dies, mm-hmm. um, and the things like stuck on him. Yeah, yeah, things like stuck on him, and Ernie Hudson like abandons him like a coward. Nah, I'm out too. Oh really? What am I supposed to do? I can't yeah. get that thing off. Other than that, though, I like Ernie Hudson's character. No way, he's my favorite. Oh really? Yeah. 
I actually I like how he's basically just reprising his role as Winston Zeddemore mm-hmm. in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like his role is basically just to like call things out yes. like yo look at that shit like oh my god and like that's all he and he like he complains about shit and he's just he's so much more upset than everyone else is and it's the same in Ghostbusters. He's yeah. just he's always more freaked out and like yelling and but shit. Also like that he's questioning and like things. get it, yeah, he's some he's also like used for like exposition mm-hmm. because it's a guy that doesn't know anything and he's always the guy like asking questions yeah. in both That's movies. That's iced tea and Fallen <laughs> yeah, Order. Right. has a you whole mean, joke. You mean to tell me that this I guy know. likes little girls that. with pigtails? Yes, Ice tea. <laughs> this is the sex crimes division. You're going to have to get used to stuff like that. <laughs> get out of here, fly. Okay. But yeah, I liked that. Um... Yeah, I'll let you go. I, I like everything about this movie. I could sit here and go scene for scene, like I yeah. said, but I don't like doing that. You know, we've gotten over that. I like, can't add much more. I think this is a lot of good cheesy fun. I thought the pacing was good. Yes, it uh, is. Pretty much start yes, it's right not off. Boring. I should have said that. Start right off with some tension because, like, they're doing that little whatever they're doing down there on the floor, and like it starts to get a little oh, scary because you think he's gonna run out of right. oxygen. So it's tense from the very beginning, which is good. Like you mentioned, the score, except for that that little fun. <laughs> Uh, I do like the camaraderie between the crew because. <laughs> Stop. Stop what? Stop it. Stop. Wait. Stop this. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I do like the camaraderie between the crew because I, I mean, except for Six Pack, who's we'll get to him. But anyways, like they like have some good banter and they're witty and they're like all sitting around like eating. Like always gives you like that alien vibe yeah, yeah. where everyone has to sit around oh, the table. Oh, oh, oh and they can do we get to that? Spin. So they, I love when they do that though. Um, we talked about Six Pack and what's her name? Their bodies morphing together and melting yes. and being gross. I thought that looked great. I love actually I seeing think, it. I actually think that uh, Color Out of Space drew yes. direct influence from that because oh, I could see that. the color yeah. out of space monster looks very similar mm-hmm. to that one which was also wonderful so no no shade there no not at all um and there is that part where he six pack dies or whatever and like he's like talking ernie hudson's like in the doorway or whatever talking to oh, him, talking to him yeah. daddy, like moves <laughs> yeah i was like oh shit yeah, it's a little creepy, right? Yeah, I love that part. Because you find out that he's dead. Well, we found out he was dead before that. So yeah. we were like, wait, wait a what second. The fuck? But Ernie Hudson didn't know that yet. Uh, and then, like, I don't know. Uh, the ending of this movie is so cheesy with this fucking monster oh, coming out of the water and the explosion. Like, they like, which I love, yes. mind you. I love it. The noise it makes. Don't do the quote. What, oh, the very last. Oh, I'm not no. <laughs> okay. But that part, yeah, the very last bit of the movie when he punches that lady. Oh my god, so satisfying. I, but the noise it made made me. Oh, laugh. so over the top. They had to. And it was like it just walking, and he just punches her, and she like just does like a spin and falls over. And what it was does like, she I say? Don't know how she says, "How you feeling? How you feeling?" And, and then he punches her, and he goes, "Better, better now. now." Yeah, dude, he has to shake off his hand. He really yeah. clocked her. Well, she was out. So I do love that. I love, that made me laugh so hard. Yeah, it's pretty great. That's one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't talk about that part. All right. That's it for me. Okay. Get so to, what's not to yes. like? Um, you know, I'm really I'm really beginning to like love and hate this show. The show is like a blessing and a and curse. And then it opens your eyes. Yeah, because I don't... I don't... Th- I've never thought... I've never sat and analyzed this movie. Exactly. Never. And I never would. I would just watch it and love it because of this... 
I know. Because of this goddamn, I always say that. Because of this goddamn show, this podcast, I'm watching yeah. and like writing shit down and like, oh, this is that. Oh, this is like that. Oh, what does that mean? Like, yeah. oh, what's the problem with that? So I'm watching this and it's always been compared to Alien and the Thing. It's called Alien and the Thing, like underwater. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, well, just how much like those movies well, is this? You're going to learn today. Dude, I, I got exhausted. I started getting angry writing this down. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, this is one of my favorite movies. It is. But also those movies are like your favorite movies too. Yeah, so I know. So it, that it makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> I, if, I, if you look at this movie as like a crossover attempt mm-hmm. and that's what the director was doing. We'll accept it. Then I'll accept it. But if you look at it as just like this lazy writer didn't want to write his own movie. Which kind of is what it is. Shut up. Mm. I'm not going to even think about that. But it is such a direct rip. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's okay. Here's some things. Um, Give it to my baby. Here's, here's how it is like the alien. Evil corporation lies to its workers and puts them in dire straits to obtain something that they can potentially make into a weapon. Of course. The alien here is replaced with a biological weapon that turns you into a monster. But close enough. Mm-hmm. This is this is very top level too. It still uses your body to reproduce itself, just like mm-hmm. Alien. So in that sense, it's like Alien. It's also like the thing, but we get get to that. The set designs and camera work inside the facility mm-hmm. are shot for shot almost. They look so similar, and scene for scene, it's very very similar. Mm-hmm. And they're in a mining operation. Also, Alien crew mining operation. Um, the banter between the crew about bonus pay and yep, union yep. contracts. Uh, the shady ass doctor that even oh kind of gosh. looks like Ash. He has white uh-huh. hair. Mm-hmm. Looks the same. I knew from the, as soon as you walked yeah. in, I was like, "We not trusting this guy." And the doctor breaks the rules when the crew is coming in by not being at his post when he's mm-hmm. supposed to. Just like Ash breaks quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, even having the captain being inexperienced at his job, it's not alien, but it is in aliens. Mm-hmm. Where the the lieutenant, uh, what's his name, Lieutenant Gorman? Mm-hmm. It was his first like leadership job out out on you know, yeah. and it's very much like that. Uh, Peter Weller's character Beck, Beck, yeah, Becker is it Becker? It's Beck. It's Beck, and it's the guy Beck. just calls him Becky, right? Stephen Beck, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know why I thought it was Becker. Um, so that's similar. Uh, the goddamn suits. Look the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like they're they're using flamethrowers. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Ernie Hudson's character's name was Jonesy. Mm-hmm. That had <laughs> to be like a direct like. So that's what makes me yeah. think that it's paying homage because it's doing certain things. Where it's like, hey, we know this is like Alien. So that's all the reasons it's like Alien, which is a lot. I could go on. There's one or two other similarities that were kind of like, eh, I'll leave those alone. Um, uh, and now the thing, <laughs> the main character Beck is. Very much like McCready. He is mm-hmm. stone-faced, mm-hmm. no real emotion, no fear ever. Yeah, he's Handle- very calm, cool, and collected. Yes, handles everything. Oh, look, I, I wrote handles everything like a with a logical intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, Not as good looking though. Beck is oddly naive though. Mm-hmm. Believing this company cares about its people and like especially when they have a biological sc- discovery that could be used for billions of dollars to make weapons and shit. He was a little more naive than I think McCready would have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find a foreign vessel that found or manufactured something that turns you into a genetically altered monster. Same as finding the outpost, the um, the Norwegian outpost. Uh, there's weird burned bodies and bones outside the ship on the ocean mm-hmm. fucking floor right outside the place. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just like the thing. Yeah, It's the same thing. Uh, they find a bunch of logs and stuff that they can't read and that don't make sense because they're all in a foreign language. <laughs> but they do find a VCR 
that they play and the doctor translates of that guy telling you everything. Yeah. Just like yep, in the thing, course, the they find a VCR in the thing of them digging up the thing. Uh, the disease or whatever turns your cells into independent thinking parts that attack and assimilate. The doctor thwarts their chance of escape yep. by blowing the escape bubbles. Yep. This is such a direct rip of these two movies. It's incredible. So that's just like how Blair destroys all the vehicles. The doctor, Dr. Blair in the thing destroys all the vehicles and kills the sled dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the last scene, Beck throws a grenade at it and yells a really cheesy line. Uh, he says, say, ah, motherfucker, <laughs> which is the same thing. Like McCready throws a stick of dynamite. McCready's way cooler, though. Oh, way McCready hotter. throws it into into the thing's mouth or in its general direction yeah. and says, fuck you, too. And Which is definitely a better quote. Oh, such said yeah. so much cooler. There is no way that Kurt Russell would have ever been down to say, like, no, I'm not saying that shit. I'll just tell <laughs> the fuck itself or whatever. Uh, I, it's a lot. It's a whole lot. Like I said, there's two or three more things that you, you could draw, but that get a little wavy. But I mean, it's it's down to a T. The third act is a little bit different than both movies in what happens, but it's still kind of the same yeah still people running trying to get away from a monster all right that's what i had on that um (laughs) i want to talk about daniel stern's character now oh my gosh people (laughs) that's the villain from home alone if you didn't know yeah it's marv um six pack six pack did he even have a six pack can i just ask he looked a little soft well i think they call him six pack because he drank all the time Oh, that makes sense yeah um he is i (laughs) I don't want to like say that like this type of behavior is funny because it's not. It's but they gave him like all of the horrible. jokes because of it. But like, did anybody really act like this ever? Probably. I mean, probably maybe like one or two people. They definitely did it over the top. This is not, ex- even in the 80s, yeah. this is, no one would accept this behavior. If anyone was wondering, he's like super pervy and creepy. Oh my God. Like touchy too. He's so over the top offensive. Yeah. Like it's 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 funny to me. I laugh. Like, dude, what? He's a boozer. <laughs> yeah, he's like <laughs> and a loser. <laughs> yeah, like he harasses the women to no end. Mm-hmm. Like lewd remarks and stuff, but he also harasses the dudes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He slaps one of the dudes on the butt with like a porno mag, mm-hmm. and like he's really De Jesus. Oh, yeah. De Jesus almost dies. And he's just like egging him on and like mm-hmm. saying all this mean shit. It, I'm sorry, but yeah, it he's makes like, it. yeah, I saw some guy who like blew up or some. Shit. Oh yeah, he's like, telling all like, these horrible that stories. That almost happened to him. Like, yeah. come on. The dude's like still in shock and upset. His his suit almost imploded. He yeah. almost got sucked out. Like, like, dude. Yeah. And uh, he was the worst. Daniel Stearns was he the? <laughs> I mean, he's he's really. It like I like I said like it's so it's so much that it doesn't feel, that it yeah. doesn't feel real yeah. and it makes me laugh like dude no one acts like that yeah I still didn't like him one of the things that I did hate that made me mad at him like genuinely mad like you fucking asshole so he he hides that spider or whatever in um what's her name's yeah shit. it's a sea creature it's a sea, little sea spider mm-hmm. and she she kills it or whatever 
But uh, then she hides it in Six Pack's room. Mm-hmm. And he sees it and he gets scared and hurts his foot. Yeah. And then comes in and wants to kill her. I know. Like, what? Fuck you, dude. And he's like, she put this in my bed. That, that is, my uh, that's honestly the only reason, one of the only reasons that I wasn't, that I didn't find him like fully likable. Yeah. Because like just being over the top yeah. douchebag, even if I was there, even if I was watching this behavior, <laughs> I, I think I would laugh like, dude, what the fuck? You can't say that. <laughs> and I think I would just laugh a lot. Uh, and it is no wonder he dies first. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to hate him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like people could not have acted way. And like he's in this like pretty serious job mm-hmm. like this is a like yeah. very dangerous position you definitely have to like where you're under make, a lot of pressure yeah, yeah. go through some interviews and yeah tests this to is get like go, yeah exactly this is like going into space basically yeah. you're like of course. however many miles below this, like any wrong thing that goes anything goes wrong like your life could be at stake I mean, that's why it did go wrong because he's the one who was drinking that booze that they confiscated. Exactly. So like, none no of this would have happened. No one would act like that. They would have screened him. He never mm-hmm. would have made it. So all the more reason for me to say, ah, yeah, he's over the top and he's sexist and misogynist and stuff, whatever. I still kind of like him just <laughs> just, just in the context of the movie. Fair. I'm not saying I like people like this, but just he's so cartoonish that it makes me laugh. Um, what was... <laughs> What was supposed to be happening, uh, like with the graphics on the computer screen? I uh, yeah. The the doctor was using to analyze. He takes the scab off his neck, mm-hmm. and he's like, he puts it in the yeah, thing. Yeah, doing a test with the skin. And then yeah. like, there's all these shapes, and there's like that long chain of shapes, mm-hmm. and then there's more shapes DNA. around <laughs> it. And then when he clicks a few buttons, Cells. it's like simulate like whatever, mm-hmm. and all the shapes around it like separate. And he's like, oh, oh my, he's like. He's really kind of skin cells. Yeah, he's like creeped out that they moved. Well, it takes place in 2027, so future. He's like, I don't like what these shapes are doing. It's the future. They're moving. They moved they're away pulling. from. They're pulling. They're pulling shapes. <laughs> they're pulling shapes. <laughs> Isn't a minus the bear song? It is. No, that's throwing shapes. Sorry. Oh right, I like that song. Me too. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. That did not hold up well at all. <laughs> <laughs> he did not like what those shapes happening with those shapes. Nope. And he's a doctor, so. Um, <laughs> this also makes me laugh. Why? Why does it seem like evil corporation head Miss Martin like lives in that little TV? Seriously, yeah, and her crazy eyes. Every time they call her, she's there. Yeah. Whenever, yeah. whenever they need her, yeah. she's in the same room. That's her TV. Wearing the, the same, same clothes. Yeah, the lady suit. Any random time of day, mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey, we gotta call her." Yeah, so crazy she's stuff sitting, happens. It's the middle she's of the night. sitting there, like facing the TV, like is. She sleeps in that position. <laughs> yes. Every time you call her, she's already asleep with her eyes open and she like wakes up. That's why they up. always look like they're boring into your soul. Oh yeah, those eyes. Yeah. Those cold, dead <laughs> shark eyes. I'd hit it. Oh, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> um, dude, one of the dumbest scenes in this movie that always makes me roll my eyes is the sharks show up down. at the end. We don't need that. Like, why? Calm down. Sharks, though. And Ernie and Hudson. They didn't do anything. <laughs> Ernie Hudson's like, talk about having a bad day. Yeah, of course. They were like sharks, so he has this line. <laughs> why did they show I up? I agree. That was totally unnecessary. I have no idea why. Every time I watch this movie, I'm like, what's with the sharks? Here comes the sharks. <laughs> like, we didn't have enough. 
Um, and last thing, I really, really don't think that Ernie Hudson's character needed to die at the yeah, end. Yeah, self-sacrifice. That was totally unnecessary. He's like, go! And then did nothing. Yeah. The thing just like crushed his head and kept it moving. Mm-hmm. Didn't need that. Yeah. Um, I agree with you on that. 100%. Yeah, I'm not sure why they did that. Pointless. Interesting uh, decision. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because you can't have a, you know, a third wheel sticking around. I guess. Ruins the you know yeah i gotta have the the connection um yeah he could have definitely swam with them and made it just like they no, did. no but then how would they be in love i don't know that could have turned around and thrown the grenade at it like the same with yeah i don't know silly interesting decision uh that's it for me what's not to like honestly i don't have any uh extra to add i yeah we talked on six pack being creepy crust and the sharks that's really it for me (laughs) the movie was cheesy overall but i just thought it was a lot of fun that way and yeah okay i can't add any more after everything you just went with yeah it's pretty thorough yeah no which i appreciate it's funny i was thorough on the things not to like when i actually like this movie yeah Yeah, no problem yeah whatever it's just there's a lot of stuff in it that you know these cheesy 80s movies Mm -hmm. there's just so many holes sometimes um all right creepy questions do you have any? Oh, I was going to start on creepy questions. Ah! Okay. No. <laughs> you don't have <laughs> all of that. No, I don't. Do you? Uh, I just have one. I couldn't really think of any for this one. You didn't text it to me, rude. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. If you had to be turned into any type of animal, like this thing, like if you had to go through some body horror oh. and turn into an animal, what kind would it be? So you have to like, if you're going to turn into a bird, you have to slowly grow a beak and like you slowly start to grow feathers. Oh no, not a bird. Um, what about like a unicorn? So like a unicorn? No, I want to be a cat. A kitty cat. A kitty cat. So you'd slow. Yeah, I a wanna, big old fat house that, cat. That'd probably be okay. Your teeth would turn. Yeah. You'd grow fur. Yeah, just that'd stop right. shaving. Yeah, and then you turn into a hideous monster. Oh, I get a tail. Tails would be fun. Oh, what about you? Good question. Um. Yeah, I think any type of like mammal would probably be preferable because we're already pretty close to them. Mm-hmm. I would not want to turn into a fucking fish. <laughs> that would be horrifying. Or turn into like, like I said, like a bird. Yeah. Ugh. But if I just started growing hair, I already grow hair. That's so true. So like it'd be yeah. less. So if I grew up and if I grew into some kind of like bear beast, mm-hmm. that'd be all right. Okay. Like yeah. Some grizz, some nasty genetically altered grizzly bear a were bear were bear okay freaky cool. favorites all right let's do it freaky 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 favorite favorite all right favorite kill i'm actually gonna go with this wasn't easy i felt like we needed more actually more kills yes yeah. at least more enjoyable ones they could have thrown more in the there i'd be like oh my stomach oh my tummy oh <laughs> uh, i'm gonna say the monster explosion at the end oh really uh, that was hilarious <laughs> okay it did blow up pretty good yeah uh my favorite kill is de jesus mm-hmm. um i really like his acting during that kill he really oh he went in on that really went in on it and like there's that scene like where ernie hudson's like i'm gonna go get help and De Jesus just like puts his hands in the yeah. air and he's like, ah! I agree. I loved his acting and I loved like I didn't you know that what was happening to him was cool. It was like burrowing into him it was gross. Yes, it's cool that he was That's suffering. Why, yeah, he's my favorite character too. So why would that be my favorite kill? I don't know. Anyway, favorite character Ernie Hudson, his Jonesies. 
Jonesy, yeah, he was tons of fun. Um, uh, De Jesus. Yeah. Dude's got dreams, man. He wants to ski. That's mostly it. <laughs> <laughs> he likes puzzles. Yeah, he does like puzzles. He's like a sweet guy. Oh, fun. Fun fella. I like him. That's all. Okay. Uh, and your favorite quote. <laughs> When Mrs. Martin says, I realize you must have gone through hell. And Jonesy says, gone, bitch, we're still here. Yeah, I have that written down for one in case you took it. Um, when, uh, when we just talked about, so when Six Pack is talking about talking to De, De Jesus mm-hmm. about implosion and stuff, De Jesus goes, I know about implosion, okay? And he says, and then, and then Six Pack goes, oh yeah, I bet you do. I bet you were imploding in your pants. Oh my God. I also liked it when he complimented uh, what's her name's tits. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, mama, what, like, a, what a pair. And she's like, what? And she's like, and then he's like, uh, the captain and the doctor, you know, what a pair of those two are. He's like, what and do you think like, I said? What do you think I said? And she's like, she goes, I, th- I thought you said you liked my tits. <laughs> 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 I thought they were fun. The tits? Oh, yeah, the tits too were fun. Tits are usually fun. Tits. 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 Uh... Is that it? That's it. Wow, that came to a very anticlimactic <laughs> ending. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Episode 65. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, you can find us on the social medias, Instagram and Facebook, at Forsaken Cinema. You can find us on Twitter, Cinema Forsaken, at Cinema Forsaken. You can email us, ForsakenCinemaPodcast at gmail.com Woo. if you should. Drop us a line at any one of those places. Let us know what you think of the show. Suggest movies. Suggest segments. Tell us how awesome we are. All of that shit. You can find us anywhere. Uh, podcasts are streaming. And wherever you're listening, you totally should rate, review, subscribe, share, follow, whatever. Yeah. It really help out the show. If we start getting some more reviews and shit, uh, it makes the show more visible and would be appreciated. I think you that is it. all for well. now. We will see you guys. We'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.